everybody. Welcome back to Starfield Raw. This is episode 11. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my fellow awesome co-hosts, starting with I Can't Be Selfish, Rook. Dang straight, I Can't Be Selfish. How's it going, everybody? Uh, ready to get this show on the road, and we've got some news. Yeah, we do. And we're joined, as always, by I'm Gonna Pull My Hair Out Over Being Good, Mr. Archon. I already pulled out all of my hair. If you could see me right now, I'm like <laughs> bald over here, but uh, yeah. We'll get into that and the woes of this challenge pretty soon. We've got a couple things, and Rook? So, we got some exciting news. Uh, we've been discussing about our features with our podcast network we're creating, and uh, thinking about October 16th, releasing a new show. And we're not thinking about it. We are. We are doing it. We are doing it. We have a name. We have everything ready to rock. And the name is... Raw and Nerdy. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of the beat to say it to the beat. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about all things nerdy, from video games, board games, TV, movies, card games, and anything in between that tickles our fancy. We will be bringing on periodic guest hosts to liven things up, but the three hosts on the show will be headlining it, as always, and we cannot wait to do it for you guys. We've been having a blast just even, you know, coming up with it. Look for that October 16th. Um, also, our Discord, now we have an, a permanent Discord link. We have a custom link that is actually a lot more simple than that weird stuff Discord gives you. That would be discord.gg slash raw podcasts. I told him I wasn't going to do the whole thing on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I had to do it. (laughs) Um, That'll link you directly to us. Of course, it is still going to be linked. It's going to be pinned on our Facebook and it's going to be pinned on our uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. So, yeah, it it is on X right now. And yeah, also, guys, uh, just as a heads up. We do. We are putting um, have bids out for advertisements. Uh, we need to podcasting costs money, so we're looking at ways to keep our shows running for you guys. So in the ne- near future, we will have ads running, but they will not be pre-recorded. We will do them ourselves, and we will give you guys a heads up about them. So just so you guys are not alarmed or anything like that, we have ads coming. So we have news. Todd Howard did an interview recently with the uh, Insomniac Games CEO, Ted Price. These guys have known each other for a very long time. They did a little interview. Now, the most most of the interview content was basically Todd going off about how, talking about the, the development and the inspiration behind Starfield. But there were some key things in this interview that really stuck out. But first, the opening of the interview, he said something that was that kind of speaks to what Starfield is. This is a game that's intentionally made to be played for a long time. One of the things we've learned from our previous games like Skyrim, like Fallout, is that people want to play them for a very long time. How do we build it how do we build it such that it is allowing see this is a really weird sentence. How do we build it such that it is allowing that in a way that feels natural and if people played the game and finished the main quest, you can see that. Yeah. One big thing we're gonna talk about later on is New Game Plus and what the benefits of it and why you should do it and not fear it. We'll get in that later. But the first thing I want to bring up with my, my homeboys here is that Todd Howard specifically said, and we've heard this in the past, but he officially announced it saying, look, we are going to fully support this game for at least five years with new content, fixes, and changes. 
And I mean, we've already kind of seen that a little bit since the games came out. They've been fixing things, especially the big things that people have been complaining about, the big bugs and stuff like that. It sounds like there's been a lot of big ones lately on Xbox that people have been having with things disappearing, things like that. So I know from what I've heard on the grapevine and stuff like that, that's one of their plans to fix soon because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are having that issue. So, I mean, if they're going to do that for the next five years, that's amazing. Well, I mean, look how, look how long it took them to, or how long they supported Fallout 4 before they released uh, Fallout 76. And look at how so, long they've been supporting 76. They have a new content coming out on that thing, what, every three to six months? Yeah, yeah. so it's not unheard of for them to support the games as at least five years. Yeah, and seeing how successful this game has been for Bethesda, I honestly think it's going to go a lot longer than five years. Well, plus, I mean, I've never seen a game release with an expansion already announced. So that's kind of cool. Like, I mean, right off the bat, if you purchase the premium edition, you get the first expansion. This is the name of it. This is everything. Like, yeah, normally they already say, told you. Yeah. Boom. Like, I, I'm a big Borderlands fan, and they would always announce it. You'd get the game pass, which to say, yeah, we're going to have three you know, DLCs coming out, but they do not say the name. They don't say when. It's just three DLCs. And they'll be coming out. That's and, they stop, and they stop supporting those after those three. These guys sound like they're going to be supporting this game after more than just one DLC. The rumor mill that I heard recently is that normally when a game is released, the um, about, I'd say about maybe 70% of the staff gets moved on to other projects. And they only keep about 30% to work on DLC and fixes, things like that. It's the opposite from what I hear with Starfield. They've only moved about 20 to 25% of the staff over to other projects while keeping the majority on working on new stuff and fixes for the game. With how big this game is, I would hope so because this is a huge game. If you just threw a small team after it to make stuff, your your, uh, DLC would be a lot smaller than the rest of the game. Yeah, and one thing that uh, Todd alluded to big time and what a lot of people are speculating on, and me included, is that our first major content update will be coming within the next month. A lot of people are speculating within the next two weeks as of this recording. I'll be excited for that one. Um, It it can't be the expansion yet already, though. No, no, I think we're still at least six months away or from that. See, and based on the fact they've already announced it, told us the name of it, everything, I, I think sooner. I'm thinking like maybe three months after launch or so. I think Which would be amazing. Already, before yeah. they even released the game, they already had the story written for the expansion, so they already know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, that's my speculation. I made that come off as not speculation, but that's my speculation. <laughs> uh, no, but the, I would like to see a little bit more regularity when it comes to the release of fixes at the moment because like like Archon said this console is struggling at the moment with a lot of their bugs but uh, having a big content update in roughly a month I'll be down for that I mean any type of new content I mean Anybody who's been playing the game since it launched knows that 
we're all ready for some some new content. Like we've all pretty much at this point gotten through most of the main storylines. We've gone through several new game pluses and stuff, and and I'm 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 for one definitely ready for some new content, something new to keep things fresh and exciting. So I've been able to maintain myself having a blast with this game. I keep doing new stuff for myself, challenging myself in different ways, and I'll talk about that today. Um, but speaking of which. How about we talk about our, our game this week? I know we've started the challenge as of last episode, and three of us have been doing it. I would like you to start off with your big bolded note in the show notes. Oh, uh, the new game plus. Yep. Because yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't understand it. Yeah, I've been looking at a lot of like Reddit groups, the main Starfield Reddit groups and Facebook groups. We've me and uh and Archon belong to quite a few in Facebook, and I know that Rook follows some too. One of the big things I see all the time is people saying, no, no, I've, I'm 100, 120 hours in the game, but I refuse to go to New Game Plus. I don't want to lose everything I've done, and there's no reason to do it at all. Well, they're wrong. In fact, there's a lot of big reasons for it. And this is my point of view. I don't. I know that my, my boys here don't always share the same views, but it has a big play on the story. Because the story, I'm not going to go too much spoil on it, but leads up to what the New Game Plus is. And it does change things a bit. Uh, yeah, you get a new chat option, but that chat option actually does change things actually quite a bit in many cases. Yeah, the uh, new game plus is the story. It is. So at, people need to understand to at least play new game plus once or twice just so you get the hint of how that story flows. Because there's also some surprises that appear up when you do yeah, New Game Plus. there's new stuff that occurs during New Game Plus. See, I'm of a kind of devil's advocate kind of... There's no devil's advocate. Right. <laughs> I, I'm the way. devil's advocate here. This is not the way. Um, <laughs> I think that you can have just as much fun playing this game by doing everything in one playthrough. Um... I think New Game Plus does add a few elements to the game. Um, obviously, like you said, there are you can you can change the story a little bit in New Game Plus, and there's like two pretty decent benefits to it. But there's for the more most part, that. like I don't know, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that the benefits outweigh. There is no outweigh losing everything, like having so, to do everything. All let like, me let me paraphrase this though. You don't lose everything. You keep your levels, your skills. Yes, but you lose the hours you spend into all your outposts and linking all your outposts. You lose the hours that you spend doing all of the quest lines. the the so, one good The one good thing I will say about New Game Plus is that like. If you chose a certain path during a quest line, you could choose a different path the second time. But I think they could have done the new game plus a little bit better. I don't and think so. Different ways they do things, they could change up the story a little bit more and make them more unique versus the difference that uh, you see now. Uh, I wish that the te uh, the ten or more different. It's common knowledge now, but the 10 or more different alternate uh, universes you can get, those should have been the standard of universes at, with the chance of getting... Yeah, they should be a lot more thing. common, I think. Like, when I say, like, I think New Game Plus could... There, there are improvements that could have been made. Number no, one is that... I, well, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me 
tell you what I mean by this before you argue it. Okay, so I think that there are some improvements that can be made, such as getting the alternate universes more often, having only like a 10% chance is... 15. Everything I've read, and I've done a lot of research into this, I was talking to a widget last night about this, says it's 10%. Every single time you have a 10% chance, and there are a lot of theorists out there that say that that 10% chance is also affected by what you do in your current playthrough. That's not confirmed yet. So I think the chance could be a little higher. That would be kind of cool, um, especially since there's a lot of people that are getting all the way to New Game Plus 10 and beyond and never even seeing an alternate universe at all. And an, another big, big, big thing is I wish that when you went into New Game Plus, you got the option to change like your background and your traits. Because a lot of people complain about that, that you're stuck and you're locked into your traits for unless you make a new character completely. Well, I can agree on that point. The background traits. I don't. I mean, if well, I, I mean, if you're if you're starting over, basically, right? I mean, you're starting over. Yes and plus. no. Yes and no. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Rook on this one because you're starting over as you, as a Starborn, and that's not a spoiler a, warning because enough people play the game by yeah, now. But you're starting over in a new reality. So, so I, like, I am convinced that Bethesda has built this new game plus to be added onto. I think they're far from done adding. On, on the content of the new game plus because they've, they've highlighted possible, it yeah. they've highlighted it all through the story and they highlight it through all their chats and by the way there is Bethesda has not confirmed any of these stats this is player speculation just to confirm right. that so we don't know the actual numbers they won't release them because what's the fun in that now I, on the same note with Archon I spent the first 70 hours in this game I'm at 210 hours right now I spent the first 70 hours in this game doing nothing but exploration because that's all I wanted to do. Exploration got more interesting once I was able to have more of a challenge at those outposts without being on hard mode because they were the same level as me at the earlier outposts. And so when I'm exploring a planet, the creatures and everything are a lot stronger. So I can see both sides to that argument just because I was one of those that did not want the to main, go into New Game Plus. Yeah, the main point about this, though, is the fact that people were saying that there is no benefit to New Game Plus. There's no point in doing it. You just lose everything. They're wrong. It's not yeah, the case. <laughs> there, there is definitely some benefit to it. I think if, if you are going to do the New Game Plus route, the best option would be to go through the main story, New Game Plus, and then start doing yeah, like what I've all doing, the more in-depth stuff. I'll do like because one like, or two of the main side quests, main quests, and then I'll just do some side quests and then before I go into the new game plus and just refresh it by based on what I'm trying to do with the story. But I mean, if, if you're somebody like Rook who goes through and, and spent 70 hours exploring every planet and then you hit the new game plus and now, oh, all of your exploration's gone. You've lost uh, everything. None of your planets are explored anymore. Right now you got to do it all again. Yeah, but frustrating not, not knowing it going in. Well, why would you do that again? Why would you just go do something else and different on the new game plus? But on the same if note, I, yeah. things do slightly change when you go to new game plus. So the planets are slightly different. Yeah, there is that factor. But I did, I did when I did my new game plus, go and do other stuff while also exploring. I went to this one planet in my new game plus two that had this uh, bioluminescent grass. I've talked about this before on the show. I went back to that planet recently, and it was completely different. There mm -hmm. was no bioluminescence anymore. 
Interesting. Were you in the same biome or maybe in a different biome? No. That entire planet was different. That's interesting. Well, it I mean, actually they are procedurally generated, so... Yeah, exactly. That's my point. They're going to be different. Um, and people like me, like, I like building my ships. I like building my outposts. But then once I build them, I'm like, well, now what? Well, I go to New Game Plus and I do it differently. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, like, this is another one of those situations where it all just depends on your play style. Yeah. My, the, my whole, the whole point well, behind that, though, was that there is benefit to it and you shouldn't stop yourself because you think there is none. I agree. There, there is it. The story gets fun, and there are certain options you can choose that, like, really throw a curveball and everything. And you're like, "What the heck?" So, I mean, New Game Plus does make it easier for you to accept your consequences, right? Yeah, and it also gives you a chance to change them the next time. Mm-hmm. So, so guys, I've been playing my challenge character, and it's a lot harder than I thought it would be, but not as hard as Archon. Um, I'm not going to deny it he got the short end of the stick on this one but he did that to himself so (laughs) yeah you say that until I tell you a little bit more about mine and you're going to be like what the heck yeah that doesn't surprise me but one thing I've been thinking about doing before I get into that is I made a politician character a while back and I haven't played him he's like level 2 and I'm thinking I'm going to do a complete modded up game with him after I finish this challenge once I get done with Edward Teach. And I want to do the um, improved effects, improved textures, the curvy mod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. And the M-Class mod. And the M-Class mod, I don't remember the exact name of it right now, is where it adds a new class beyond Class C for your ships. They can be bigger, stronger, all that good stuff. But I won't do that on my challenge character, and I will not do it on my main. My he's he's my main's my, my achievement guy. He's my purity. So I'm not going to do that, but... One thing I did on my main, though, is I wanted to look at, like, how different ways people are doing things. And one thing that people have been doing to level up is a particular trick with... It's not really a trick. It's actually in the game. That's why I did it. With um, your outposts. And if you select the right planet or moon, like, I went to Bezel 3B, which is out in the middle of nowhere. And its rotation, so one hour on that planet is equivalent to, like, 600 hours on the local time. And I said, and it has aluminum and it has iron. It also has titanium and a whole bunch of other different resources on that planet. I went and found a good spot that had aluminum and iron. Plopped down a post. Didn't even link it to my other five outposts I have. Put it down and I just did a large aluminum and iron production. Like I did level two and level three of the, uh, the resource gatherers. And I have eight large storage containers put up in the one little transfer container. And a little ship pad so I can transfer it over to my ship. I did that for an hour and a half today. I went from level 64 to 71. Well, you kind of skipped a part there. That's how I did it. How did you, how were you, how did you get the levels though? You skipped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By making adaptive frames. And I did find out something interesting. If you do it quick enough, like if you hit the 99 and you double tap E or on keyboard to pull it up again and keep doing it, you go from being 140. 7% XP or 107 XP well rested up to 436 XP per 99. Interesting. You that do it fast enough. It's not buggish. part of the bug. It's actually in, in the game. I looked it up. It's intentional. You can't just do one at a time rapidly. It'll it'll cap out a certain percent right, rate. Well, and, and you went to what level? I went to 72. Jeez. Holy cow! Not on my, Dang. not on my. This is the, my main character. Oh, this is on your main. This isn't on. I went up nine levels basically. 
This is in an hour. Blackbeard. Yeah, if I did on Blackbeard, he would probably, <clears throat> which kind of gave it away, but yeah, Edwards. If I would have did it with him, which I've thought about doing it, honestly, but I realized one little problem with that. Yeah, you can have all your skill points, but you can't spin them until you actually unlock them. Yeah. No, but you can buy the first rank of every single skill. You could, you but could. like on my on my main, I had six different things that I was waiting for skill points to put into, so I just put them all into those things that I've been wanting for a while. So there's another one that would actually fit well with your uh, your teach character, um, is you build a base with uh, animal husbandry on it, and you build oh yeah like I've heard about of, that. You build a bunch of uh, the little husbandry things, and then you just like the mobs will spawn there that you choose, and you just sit there and pick them off, and they just constantly keep respawning and they don't attack you, so you just nonstop kill them as long as you have ammo. Yeah, that's another thing and that people talk about they do. You can level up really, really fast. I unfortunately can't do that because I'm a pacifist, but <laughs> I my, can um, make adaptive frames. So I did it on my main, and it was very boring, and it's a pain in the neck having to go into my my ship cargo. By the way, I stole my first ship on my main, and it was Congrats. a Class C. The Crimson. It wasn't Crimson Fleet. It was the... Ecliptic? Ecliptic, thank you. It was one of their Ecliptic main Class C ships. Thing is massive. It looks like the ecliptic claymore from the picture you showed. Yeah, and I actually converted it into a cargo ship. And the reason why I did that instead of selling it is that when I took over the ship and I went to go sell it on um, Aquila, because I was right near there on one of the moons, it said I had contraband on the ship. So I went back to the moon, landed it, searched all over the entire ship for about fifteen minutes, and found it right next to the cargo hold. Picked it up, got rid of it, went to do it again, and it said I still had contraband. 30 or 40 minutes looking all over that entire ship. And it's a big ship. It's got a lot of hab units mm-hmm. in it. All over the stupid thing. I searched every nook and cranny and it was not there. It was not in the cargo hold. It just wasn't there. So what I eventually wound up doing, because I got frustrated, is I took it over to the key, which you don't have to worry about that there. And I swapped out all the hab units. I want to do that anyway. I want to put like the, um, uh, not the construction, but where you have all your tables on it. I swapped out all the hab units. And I, uh, the bridge on that thing is amazing. I haven't seen where that's sold yet. I love it. It's a two-layer bridge. It has stairs that go down the second layer. So you have to go down those stupid oh. ladders. And, uh, yeah. So I thought, I'll turn it into a cargo ship. And I did. It's got over 6,000 cargo on it. And it's awesome now. And normally, yeah, so there was no contraband anywhere. I had no idea. but I, So I wound up keeping it. And I have my battleship now, and I have my cargo ship. Which has been very useful for my little... Uh, Outpost I was doing. Anyway, Edward. First thing I did when I got into Edward is when you first wake up, not, yeah, wake up from being knocked out from touching the artifact, is I went around that entire area, that entire um, outpost, restart, and I, I literally stole everything that wasn't nailed down. From the <laughs> two, from the, the soap, soap dispensers down to everything. It's not technically stealing. None of that stuff has, is red. Well, it, it was it's, theirs. Now it was mine. Yeah. <laughs> you worked for them, so technically it was yours, too. And I actually set the game on hard mode right from the get-go. Didn't want to do it on normal. And it's been a challenge. I wanted a challenge. It has been a real challenge because this dude is in your face running gunner, and I'm not used to that. So I have to constantly... I'm always buying med packs constantly. And I'm going through them like candy in these fights. And I even got an epic shotgun on the first Crimson Crimson Fleet guy that I killed right in the beginning. Nice. 
So That's I was really able to neat. run around with that and do some damage and take heads off and feed off and the whole nine thing. And when you go up into space that first time, you have to fight those Crimson Fleet ships, right? So the third one, I actually wound up stealing it, commandeered it. Because what I chose allowed me to have the targeting, so I took out the engine and just boarded it for my first time and did it. That was a very, very action-packed and interesting sequence in the first hour of the game. Uh, and yeah, the annoying fan, guys. Good lord. I, I knew he was going to be annoying, but it's just ridiculous. He's your favorite? Is that your new favorite? Let's just say I'm not a fan of the adoring fan. Mm, he's a fan mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. He wants he to breathe your oxygen. <laughs> and today I actually had um, bounty hunters attack me on land for the first time. Nice. Very Level nice. five dudes that I just took my sniper rifle out and popped them on my main. Just want nice. to bring that up. Because I was complaining about that, that I never saw them on the ground. <clears throat> that happens. Yeah, I, I joined the Freestar Rangers because I wanted to get that ship. I did um, the Mantis first thing to get the Razor Leaf, which that ship's kind of eh. By by uh, by Rook's recommendation, I'd put it on very hard when I did that quest, by the way. It took me two hours to get through it as a level seven on very hard. Don't recommend it. Oh, mine's even worse. I'll tell you about it in a minute. So yeah, I'm doing the Freestar Rangers right now. I'm going to get their ship. And then I'm doing Crimson Fleet. Pro tip, what you do is you put it on very hard and then land on the planet and then switch it back to normal. And all the loot is set for very hard. It worked that way for me. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Supposed to. Well, no, not for the Mantis because when you load into the building for the Mantis... It's a new instance. Yeah, anytime you load in, it creates a new instance. So if you want to change your difficulty, you can just go out of a door and into a door that loads, and it will change it. Yeah, so set it on very hard, and then go through that door to set all the loot, and then switch it back down. But then I'd have to go out to have it to go back in, and it would just reset it anyway. No, because the mobs will still, like, once as soon as you switch the difficulty, the mobs get easier. Like, the loot stays the same, but the mobs get easier. Was not the case when I was going through it, so I don't know. Hmm. It was difficult. <laughs> it was very difficult. And I don't know if it was worth it, but I finished it. So, yeah, um, I am trying my best to steal and be mean and have people hate me. And even though I do all this, this crap that's evil, Sarah somehow still likes me. Yeah, she's got a little sick and twisted in her. I was going to say, she's a little bit of a masochist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what I was going on about this week. You guys' turn. Well, well, my... well you missed something there. It, it, uh, you learned something. What'd you learn this week? This is embarrassing. Um, I, I learned that you can blow up asteroids, and they have I... um, iron and goodies like that. I knew that within the first five minutes of gameplay. Well, I learned about that because I play Elite Dangerous. And I also looked at articles that were talking about... There's No Man's Sky does the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) And so they they physically said that asteroid mining is a thing in the game. (laughs) So that just proves the show, goes to show that you can be two, two, three hundred hours in the game and you still don't know everything. (laughs) even the basic crap you should have already known all right mine's mine's shorter uh because i had a very busy weekend and didn't have a lot of game time but uh so i did exactly what you did i went to with my um challenge character 
I went and did the Mantis quest because that's really all the time I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said it's very hard. I'm running nothing but pistols. You know how hard it is to run through that with only pistols? Oh, so you're the masochist. <laughs> I died five times before I remembered to give Ko grenades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then that's how, what helped me get through. Um, and uh, honestly, this is also the first time I've actually solved the riddle. So. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. I didn't even know you could hack yeah. it until you mentioned it. So I went. Yeah. So that was the first thing I found out was that you could hack it. Um, so I went through, got that. The Razor Leaf actually had a Class B reactor on it at my level because that's all it could fly with a very hard difficulty. When when I on my main when I went through it, I went through it on normal, and it only had all class A gear. So it does get better equipment. It's not the greatest ship in general, but it does get better equipment. Uh, that reminds me, I'm already class C certified with um, Edward. Oh, so am I with uh, Sadie. I went to the UC, just started, just so I can go in the simulator and get all those kills. I yeah. just killed. I just went into a lot of combat and killed a lot of people. <laughs> I, I, I had that one maxed out before I even thought of starting just by finishing the Freestar Collective quest. I've been doing things <laughs> on Edward, especially in the skills that I would not do on my other character. But yeah, so that, that I, I like I said, I was I had a very busy weekend and a few busy weeks, so I really haven't had a lot of game time, which sad face. But uh, I'm mean, Archon got it covered. <laughs> Yeah, I got a side note I want to talk about, though, because this is my play style, 100%. I found a news article on ComingSoon.net. Uh, apparently, a Redditor by the name of Doom Zero has scanned every planet in the game. That hmm. is 1,695 worlds. He full scanned all but three. Why? And that was it bugged out. Oh, it no. wouldn't spawn. It would not spawn the flora or fauna for those, and it took him 180 hours, or them. I don't. I'm. I'm assuming to. How do you right. kill that which has no life? That's actually quicker I, than I thought it would take. Like I figured it would have took longer than that to scan every single planet. That's insane. Yeah. That 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 tells me that's all they did from uh, the start. They probably haven't even done any quests. They, probably they didn't even do any of the like little uh, outposts or anything on those planets just went yeah. through and just scanned everything. Yeah, because uh, that's oh, one th- almost 1,700 worlds in this game. And only three of them can get, get fully scanned because of bugs. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Doom Zero, if you are listening to this, I applaud you, good sir. Cheers. Golf clap from the whole crew. Golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> oh, that the mic didn't pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, my playthrough, the very first thing I realized at well, at first, was I'm never gonna have more than an A class ship because as a pacifist, I can't space combat. Not so even in a simulator? It's not well, the killing. But then we talked about it and <laughs> I, I, I realized that honest like I could use the simulator and I think I will do that. Um, I, I think I'm up to B class right now in the simulator. So 
Like, I'm I'm working on it. I'm almost a C-class, I think. I think I need, like, six or seven more kills. Um, but I did have to kill the first three ships once you leave the planet. I mean, you have no choice. You have well, to kill those planets. Well, technically, you don't know if they're dead. They could have ejected. You don't know. I, yeah. Well, <laughs> I had to do that to, in order to progress the Crete because, like, there's no other way. But I was lucky enough to find an EM weapon on Crete, and that's basically what I've been using leveling was a major pain because you don't get any experience from killing anything you only get experience from exploring and like doing quests and things like that so like you level a lot slower um until i got to the point where i was doing outposts that that changed things a little bit um i did find some missions that require you to kill all the enemy npcs um or kill all the enemies like, for instance, one of the very first main story quests, you have to go rescue a guy that his ship got taken over by ecliptics. And until you kill every ecliptic on that ship, he won't talk to you. So in order to get around that, uh, I gave Sarah a weapon and just let her kill everything. Yeah, I'm hiding behind my woman, apparently. So wait, <laughs> does, that, does that mean you're a combat medic? All you're doing is hiding behind your soldier, healing them? Uh. <laughs> I, I'm not doing any healing. I'm just watching her kill. No, no, he's not even that. He's Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, I'm just I'm just the one that watches them fight. Um, <laughs> but in order to make my life a little easier, I also set up an XP farm um, doing the, the um, iron and aluminum and helium and making the adaptive frames and stuff. I actually did it on the Linnaeus system, though. Because there's a lot of resources. You can get a, like one spot that has like six different resources in the same spot. And then instead of just making adaptive frames, you can also make like the pesomatic batteries and something else that give a little bit more experience. But on Bessel 3B, I sleep for two hours and fill up all my containers. Yeah, I just, <laughs> hop, I just hop over to Venus and sleep for an hour because it's like a thousand there. Like a thousand local hours for every one hour you sleep on Venus, so... I just hop over to Venus because, I mean, I got to go sell stuff and everything. Um, I also set up a second outpost. It's the very first time I've ever tried animal husbandry in greenhouses. Um, it's super complicated. I've been thinking about getting into that, too. So in order to do animal husbandry, you have to you have to be rook, basically. So you have to find a planet that has life on it. You have to scan all of the planets and all of the creatures on that planet before you can even make an animal husbandry. Wait, there's planets on a planet? <laughs> Nothing, go ahead. Anyway, you gotta scan all the animals, all the flora, and all the fauna before you can make the greenhouse and the animal husbandry. And you have to have both because you need the greenhouse to be providing or to making the to be making the fiber that you send to the animal husbandry, which spawns the monsters that lets you farm them. And it's like it's a pain. If you see if you see one of those bases, like one, of, if you looked at my base, there's red lines going everywhere because <laughs> yeah. you have to have you have to have water running to the greenhouses, and then you have to have water running to the greenhouse or to the to the animal husbandry and the oh, greenhouse boy. running to the animal husbandry. So like that just yeah, made a hundred hundred and ten percent sense in my mind why water is a is a source you can harvest. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you need it for right there that and like cooking things that because you're a space game that needs water 
Yeah, so that was the first time I've ever done that, and so I guess I'm like close to 200 hours in, and that's a first. Well, you're gonna have to give us a tutorial one of these days on the air. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna have to give myself a tutorial just to remember how to give a tutorial. (laughs) It's crazy, right? Like, there's there's a lot to it. Like, I had to look look it up myself because I'm like, why won't it? Like, why won't it let me build one of these stupid things? And then I found out you have to literally scan every flora and fauna on the planet before to let you make it it's like wow hmm that sucks and it makes sense why you you couldn't put non-native animals or or flora on a different planet yeah and you can only put it on like even if there are creatures on that planet you can't necessarily build an animal husbandry there there's like like when you scan the animals it'll like tell you data about those animals and it has to right. like say something about their something on there that they're farmable or whatever otherwise you don't even bother no, that's good but yeah know. it was kind of a pain but once i got it set up it i mean it looked really cool like i liked the way it looked and like you could get a lot of really good resources from them um I, the animal husbandry ones have like five different resources you can farm from them and it'll spawn a different monster at each one based on which material you're going after. Yeah, I built my first oh. scenic view outpost where it goes out in the yeah. ocean. Yeah, my I, I built one of those as well, like my house. It can only go so far, though, because apparently the foundations get too long. Yep. Apparently there's a way to make like a floating one, like a floating layer, but like it, I think it involves a bug. So I mm, figured yeah. it out. I have my bedroom set up at the farthest point out, so the bed's looking out over the water, so when I get a little bow chunk of wow wow with whoever I'm with, a beautiful view. And I got a desk set up. It's the first time I actually decorated an interior. <laughs> oh, see, I got mine set up right on the water to where once we get going, we can create some waves. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else, gentlemen? Well, that was about all I did this week. So we got a couple messages. From some listeners, and I thought they'd be cool to go into. Um, the first one is from Venus. Venus Valkyrie, technically. And she's in our Discord, and she's a listener. And a very active member of our Discord, by the way. And she'd made one comment in there that I thought was a very, very good point. Uh, when do you guys want to read it? So, I'm going to read it because I don't necessarily fully agree with this point. She said... You know, I got to apologize because I fell into something I hate when other people do. You can't compare them. Each of Bethesda's games, well, each series or IP, is a standalone thing, and to compare them is like clumping together all Ferraris or all movies a director has made and getting mad at the inconsistencies. That's not fair and very unrealistic. People on Reddit complain about this game and crap like that, and it drives me batty. So, I'm a little disappointed in myself. This game is brilliant, and it can definitely stand on its own. People need to remember, this isn't Elder Scrolls 6 or Fallout 10. It, this is something new and beautiful and wonderfully flawed. But they deserve a huge pat on the back because this game is enormous, enormous, intricate, and woven together in such a way that leaves players enthralled. And that keeps people playing. Now, I agree with some of the statement, but when it comes to clumping everything together, there is a basis to being able to clump everything together because I expect a certain quality from Ferrari when it comes to their cars, no matter what the car is. 
just like I expect certain qualities. That's not, a, that's not the same thing as saying, like, well, I expect them to have the same well, wheel, same steering wheel. Yeah, so I don't expect them to be all the same. But clumping them together or a director um, um, or movies a director has made, clumping them together. All right, cool. Tim Burton made a lot of movies. There's a lot of similarities in those movies and a lot of certain kind of styles you expect in those movies. Bethesda. There are a lot of th- games they've made, and there's a lot of similarities and things you expect from that uh, studio versus if uh, IP was created by several different studios. So that's where I don't fully agree with what she said, but I do agree that you have to accept the game for as it is right now and understand that this is a brand new IP. They are going in a different direction than they have in their other games. Because Skyrim and Fallout are pretty similar games. But now that you're done with that rant, (laughs) I will say that everything that I expect from a Bethesda game is present in Starfield. Yes. I don't expect expect everything to be the same. I don't expect, like, just because, you know, there's a nerd root in this game and there's nerd root in Fallout that there's going to be nerd root in this game, too. No, I don't expect that. Yeah, I think her main point was based on that, how the fact that people are are complaining that, well, this feature that I absolutely adore in Fallout is not in in, in Starfield, so I hate it. It should be in here. There's no, there's no VAT system. There should be a VAT. No, VATS was a system from Fallout. It, it, but, it should have nothing to do with this game because and you shouldn't expect it to be in this game. On the, the same, old. on the same note, I don't, I don't expect uh, there to be a VATS. I don't expect there to be, I don't expect there to be bases you can just take over. Which common sense would dictate you should allow some of the bases be taken over. But that's another argument that mean. Uh, Venus agree with. Each of Bethesda's games has shown one thing. Their AI has a lot of similarities. But the one thing I love about all Bethesda games is how alive their worlds feel. They have that going for them and they have improved certain aspects of their standards like the computer AI for combat. Now, Fallout, they will just stand up and keep shooting at you. Now, they'll go run for cover. I've seen people complaining that they have a self-preservation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that. Actually, it's actually it's more realistic. Yeah, I'd say it's dumb to you. say that's bad. <laughs> they they run from you if they're outmatched. Yep. That, if I wounded. was astonished by that. They the will only- run and hide and try healing. I saw a video. And this is, I'm just with my little... I saw a video of a person complaining about the AI, right? And they used bugs to say that this is the normal. Or they used, not bugs, but they used um, mods to say Mm -hmm. this is the normal in the game where they were going right up to the enemy, not sneaked. And they were like, where are you? Where are you? They were clearly using a mod. Mm -hmm. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You have to cheat to prove a point that doesn't exist. Yeah, anybody who's played this game for five minutes knows the enemy has self-preservation. And it's not easy to sneak up on anything in the game. <laughs> I will say that the one thing in this game, or the one thing that I feel from the other games that this game is lacking, is 
the ability to break down the random things that you find into resources. Well, let's be honest. That's the only thing. Like, if you find, if, if, there's no reason why if I find a thing of tape, I shouldn't be able to break it down into adhesive. Like, so let's be honest. Can you do that right I, now in real life? I couldn't. Let's be honest. Tape is an adhesive. I can use tape as an adhesive in real so, life. So, so let's be honest. They didn't add that functionality until Fallout 4. Fall, right. This this was, this was reminds me more of the pre-Fallout 4 where you could pick up everything, but it was all useless. <laughs> yeah. And I mean... Not to say they won't add something like that in know. there later. In, 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 oh. like, in, in like... Any anything else that I have like any form of gripes on like why didn't they do this why didn't do that they do that every time I think of why didn't they add this feature or why didn't I, they add this feature the first thing that comes to my mind is we're not five years into this game yet no who yeah. says they're not going to add it we're barely over just a month it, just because it doesn't just because it didn't can't come out at launch doesn't mean they're not going to add it at some point like add a feature to do this or add a feature to do that like give it time the game literally just launched and like and that's a discussion we were having in discord is skins we there's no real customization to the suits right now but obviously they added the mechanic in there so at some point they're going to add skins they will there's a lot of things in this game that they left open-ended to add into mm-hmm. it. It's very clear they did, right. too. Right. Which, it sounds like they know what their past is with all their other IPs, and they're waiting to see what the feedback from the fan group is before they actually implement those changes to keep this game wanting to be played for five years down the road. So, Venus, Valkyrie, I agree and disagree with your statement, but that was a very awesome statement to uh make and uh i agree with most of her statement we appreciate and i say don't be disappointed in yourself because we we appreciate that and it brings up great talking point and you're not the only one that's had that but uh keep coming into the discord because we love talking with you i love talking to everyone that comes in our discord our um our chats are pretty active and uh, i like it It, it's pretty fun Mm -hmm. so come on in join it yeah I, i got on I got on the chat earlier today and I was like, holy cow, like I missed a lot. And I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I'm like, where, where, where did I leave off? And we don't just talk about Starfield too, which is a great thing. Now our general yeah. chat's all about different nerdy stuff. Yeah. All right. So we have one more thing. This came from Gary in X. Now I apologize to Gary already because it went into our spam folder on our X. I didn't see it until about two weeks after he sent it. But I want to bring it up for one key point at the end of it. He says, uh, hey, I have a pro tip for the podcast. Not sure if you guys are aware of it yet. When encumbered, you can still move with a controller by walking slowly. You can do the same with keyboard and mouse. O2 will regenerate as you never need to wait for it to recharge. You can keep moving. It's slow, but it beats standing still, which is a valid point. And most people should know that by now. If not, there you go. But there's also a power that helps with that dramatically as well. Personal atmosphere. That also depends on how encumbered you are. That's true. Because I have been so encumbered that the second I move, my bar drops to red immediately. But you can actually still move it to walk and it'll recharge. Yeah, I have never no. been enc- I've never been encumbered Mine to would the point. not. Hmm. You must have been bugged because I've never been encumbered to the point where yeah. 
that's I was carrying walking. 3,000 well, adaptive frames where if I moved an inch, I was going into the red. I hit walk and it was fine. Oh yeah! As soon as I, as soon as I like move, like even make my character take a step forward, it hit red, and it would like it would blink at me, and I couldn't walk. Nothing. It would not go up. And I, I also had, who about ninety six hundred adaptive frames on me, so I was like hitting like seventeen thousand pounds. So you were killing yourself biomatically. Kind of. You weren't, yeah. you weren't a pancake trying to slither. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so in Starfield, in Starfield, the mass is kilograms. You're carrying seventeen hundred kilograms on you. <laughs> uh, seventeen thousand. No, seventeen. 700. Yeah, it was like seventeen thousand. That's still. I can hold like 265 or something like that, and I was way above So that. you were trying to carry a bus on your back? Yeah, like a couple <laughs> elephants. So an elephant, an adult yeah. male weighs between 1,800 and 6,300 kilograms. That's like I said, yeah. a bus. Yeah. You were carrying three elephants? <laughs> Yeah, that's why it wouldn't. My oxygen wouldn't go back up. But see, then that, I just I used see. personal atmosphere, and I was good to go. Not too many people are, are psycho enough to do that, but sure. <laughs> well, I was just sitting there, just like just plugging away, making adaptive frames, not even thinking about it. And what I was doing today with the adaptive frames is I put them in my cargo hold and, and eject them. And just jettison so just, them out. Just jettison them all out. Just go back to sleep, <laughs> redo it, jettison them out. <laughs> uh, see, I was I was selling them. I'd go to Venus. That's sleep too, for, that took too much time. <laughs> well, I'd go. I'd go to Mars, sell as much as I could. Go to Venus, sleep for one hour, which was a thousand hours. Go back. All the vendors would have their coins again. Sell again. Go back to my planet. Make more. Okay, that makes there's sense. no time-based missions in this that game because <laughs> right. I should be like thirty years older by now. I that would also uh, that that also explains why my uh, my my pacifist character is level thirty nine no forty two he's level forty two and he has three point six million cur- like credits, credits whatever you want to call them yeah yeah and yet Edward Teach is not even twenty yet and I, I just played him sell, more. sell 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 and I made a lot of adaptive frames. All right, so we need to play a challenge run where our level is our age, so we have to constantly go back to enhance and change our body character to look like that. Yeah, I made my character look like a frail old man, and he's carrying an elephant on his back, apparently. Well, guys, that is it for episode tonight. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, you can email us in your comments, questions, concerns, anything you want. We do not take nudes. You can email us at starfieldraw at gmail.com. Starfieldraw at gmail.com. You can follow us on X at starfieldraw. You can listen to our Discord at discord.gg slash raw podcasts. <laughs> and you can follow us on Facebook, starfieldraw. You can follow us individually as well on X. I am at the widget. I am at rook213. And I am at the Archon 606. And we will talk to you guys next week. Peace out, Have a good everybody. Week, guys.